Say the blessing of the Lord. Are you guys with me? And we covered quite a few things. Quickly just want to recap, obviously not the whole message. And we've, the first key, what was the first key, the first principle? Can you guys remember? The blessing will make you rich. The blessing will make you rich. And we've said quite a few things regarding that. You can get a hold of it. It is available. Amen. And then we got, we got into the second principle. What was the second one? There, there we go. You remember that one. Your victory is found in the blessing. Say my victory is found in the blessing. And so we concluded that you have become an heir of this world. Can I have an amen? Just remind yourself, say, I am an heir of this world. As the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 3 verse 29, New King James. Just put that on the screen. I just quickly want to recap, flowing into the message. And it says, and if you are Christ, meaning if you belong to Christ, then you are two things. You are Abraham's seed and you are an heir according to the promise. So who is the promise? And we concluded it is the Holy Spirit that is within, upon, and around you. Are you guys with me? So it is by the Spirit of the living God that you become an heir of the world. And what does it mean to be an heir of the world? I've explained that and I said that when you are an heir of the world, it means that you possess everything that belongs to it. Which means that if you are in Christ, that right now you are an heir of the world, which means that you possess everything that belongs to this world. It has indeed been brought under your dominion, under your authority as a child, as a son and as a daughter of the Most High God. It is your portion. It is part of your covenantal right. It is written in your constitutional rights. It is known as the blessing of the Lord and it is something that must be in manifestation in and through your life. Okay, so I preached this morning. I think tonight I'm just going to remain here behind the laptop and then just stick to what's written here. Just teach because I preached like a madman this morning and my voice is going so. Amen. Is that okay? And we carried on and we followed the lineage of the blessing. And it started with Adam and it went through to Noah. And it went through to Abraham. And please take note, it is not a separate blessing. It is exactly the same blessing that was released upon Adam, that went over to Noah, that went over to Abraham. Amen. Say it is the same blessing. And so let, get, let me start with principle number three. See, now you understand. The people who didn't join this morning, if I say, let's start with principle number three. Says, What's wrong with this person? Huh? What happened to one and two? Principle number three. Say principle. And I want to I state this again. God's kingdom is operated by principles. When I give you a principle, I'm giving you a key to a door that carries knowledge of something you don't know yet. Which means the moment you gain knowledge of it, you are aligned to see the manifestation of it. Bearing that in mind, principle number three, we must put the blessing to work. We must put the blessing to work. Now we kind of touched on this this morning, but 
I want to flow with a very specific story tonight. Story that I love. It's a very well-known story. But um, just to show what I mean when I say that we must put the blessing to work. Are you guys with me? And so we find the blessing going from Abraham to Isaac. And we find the blessing going from Isaac to Jacob, who then became Israel. Are you guys with me? And then it goes all the way down to the extraordinary life of Joseph. You see, this is exactly what the blessing of the Lord will do. It will cause you to live an extraordinary life. Church, I want to ask you on this night, are you ready to live an extraordinary life? Then it means that you are ready for the blessing of the Lord. And for make you extraordinary. And for make you to rise above the rest. And for make you to stand out from the others. It is the blessing of the Lord that will take you to a place where others have failed. You will do exactly the same thing. But you will prosper. It is the blessing of the Lord. Say the blessing of the Lord. Amen. And so when we... Look at the life of Joseph. We know that this family was extremely wealthy. But we also know that this family carried a very important destiny. And because of the great destiny that was upon this family, God had to establish a prophet in this family. And so please understand very well that Joseph was a key factor, not only to the survival, but to the future of Israel. Are you guys with me? Hear me spirit in this night. Because you carry the blessing of the Lord. Do you not know that you are a key factor to what God is busy doing in this very day and age? I have taught you this morning and we have spoken this over the years. And by now you should know that you carry a divine call and a purpose. And do you know what that call and that purpose is? That is known as a divine assignment. And the moment that I know and gain knowledge of what is my divine assignment, Assignments, I have just given the blessing of the Lord a place to manifest upon. Let me just stay here. You are a key factor to what God is busy doing in this very day and age. You are not a mistake. I don't care who have told you what. You were meant to be born in this very generation, into this generation and into this day and age. There is something that God has placed upon your life that must be released into this day and age. So that you, listen, that means that I become a blessing then to others. The moment I venture into whatever God has called me to do and if that thing goes into operation, that is the moment I become a blessing. You see, we think about that only financially. How do we define success? Success is not measured by your bank accounts. Success is not measured by the house you live in or by the car that you drive. Success is measured first and foremost by knowing and gaining knowledge of why God created me. 
and then secondly of how much of that I have fulfilled. That is how much, that is how I measure success. Meaning each and every passing day, if I can say that I have taken another step closer in fulfilling, in fulfilling my divine calling and purpose, I can say that I have had a successful day. You become a blessing the moment you step into the assignments because that is what carries the blessing of the Lord. Can I have an amen to that? Still speaking about the family, this wealthy family that carried this great destiny. And we also know that the enemy was getting away with far too much. I'm speaking... When I speak like this, I'm speaking to you as well. And we know that the enemy was getting away with far too much in this family. Why do I say that? The brothers did not even love one another. They hated Joseph. Why? Why did they hate Joseph? Say because he carried the blessing. That is why they hated him. It's because he carried the blessing. And so spiritually we need to understand it wasn't really his brothers hating him. But there was a spirit that was operating behind the scenes in and through them. Are you guys with me? There's a spiritual force in operation behind the scenes. And it was indeed our adversity to the devil. Are you guys with me? So why did he hate him so much? Because of the blessing. He was deadly afraid of Joseph. Listen, I'm telling you that when you carry the blessing of the Lord, the enemy becomes deadly afraid of you, which means that you carry the blessing of the Lord, which means that the enemy here right now, when he sees you wake up in the morning, I'm telling you that he is deadly afraid of you. He cannot stand the sight of you. Why? Because every time that he looks at you, he sees the Son of the living God. He sees the Lord Jesus Christ, which is the blessing that is upon you. For the Bible says, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ has put on Christ, which means that is the image, the character and the likeness that you now carry. Say the blessing of the Lord makes me rich. Yes, and it adds no sorrow to it. Satan is deadly afraid of you. He is deadly afraid. I'm telling you, he's afraid of you. I don't know. Knowing that brings joy to my heart. And it gives me some sort of a confidence. Because suddenly I can do what I thought I, can, I could never do. You guys with me? Let me explain this. God released a death sentence over Satan in the Garden of Eden when he stated the following, Genesis chapter 3 verse 15, New King James. I want to take it slow tonight. I'm not going to run up and down and scream. I'm not done. I'm just going to stand here now. And he's saying, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head. He shall bruise 
your head. This is a prophecy that was released in the very first book of the Bible that echoes through eternity. See, here I go again. Let me just, I can't help it. I get excited because I know what's written here. You don't see what's written. Are you guys with me? He shall bruise your head. God is telling Satan, listen, I'm coming for you and I'm going to crush you. I'm going to take a hook and I'm going to slam it into your jaw and I'm going to bring you back and I'm going to place you under my feet and I will place you under the feet of my body. Listen, who is the body of Christ? So under whose feet did he brought Satan? The Ecclesia, the church, the body of Christ. It has been brought down. Satan has been brought down. Are you guys with me? Let me, he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. That part was already fulfilled. Christ was crucified. He died and he was resurrected on the third day by the glory of the Father. And he was exalted back into heaven, seated at the right hand of God. And so the Bible says in the book of Psalm chapter 110 verse 1, King James, the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. But now the Bible says that we are seated in heavenly dimensions with Christ, which means that his enemy is my enemy and that enemy has now been made my footstool. Listen, the Bible says that you shall soon crush Satan underneath your feet. He has been brought down from a high place to a low place. He has no further authority over your life. It is time for a remnant to rise up in the body of Christ and to take back what rightfully belongs to them. Because I'm telling you on this night that many of you have adapted your very way of living, accepting things that were never yours to accept in the first place. And people will speak and say, oh, well, that is just life. It is just the cards that I have been dealt with. You must be joking. No, it was a blatant onslaught from the enemy, Satan. But as like with Abraham, who slaughtered his enemy, you shall yet rise up and you shall slaughter your enemy and you shall lose no one. God is speaking and He's eyeballing sight and He's saying, listen, devil, I'm coming for you. And I have a plan. I'm coming for you. And that is why from that moment forward, every time that Satan sees the blessing, he thinks this is it. And he tries to get rid of it. Here we see Jesus Christ standing in front of the tomb of Lazarus and he lifts up his hands to the Father and he says, my God, I thank you for what you've already done. Lazarus, come forth. And the dead was raised. The blessing was manifested as the dead was raised. And because of the manifestation of the blessing, many people came on to salvation. And Satan tried to get rid of the blessing 
but he misunderstood the principle. That is not the blessing. It is only a manifestation of the blessing. And even though we can remove the manifestation thereof, He can never remove the blessing itself because the blessing is established in heaven. It is set in eternity. It cannot be reversed. It cannot be revoked. It cannot be turned back. It has already been spoken. It has already been released. What a mighty God we serve. Which means that you cannot fail in life. It is impossible to fail. Failure does not form a part of my vocabulary. I refuse to submit to it. It is not a part of my covenantal rights. It is not written in my constitution. I refuse to submit to anything that is not written in it. What is written in it? The blessing of the Lord. And that is what I submit to. Hmm? So he's trying to get rid of it. Every time he sees it, he thinks, this is it. I need to get rid of it. And here comes Joseph. I mean, man, this man is, the blessing is all over him. He's having visions. He's having dreams. He's the one with the coats. His father favors him above the, of, of, all, of all his other brothers. The blessing is all over this man. Are you guys with me? And what does the devil do? He prepares body of his wife. What I want is, I need you to see the blessing at work. Are you guys with me? I need you to watch the blessing work. And the story further unfolds as we find Joseph's brothers now conspiring against him. And they first intended to kill him. But suddenly they changed their minds. Why? The blessing is at work. And they said, let us rather place him in this empty cistern, an empty water pit. And so Joseph finds himself in a very dark space, in a very dark place. And he cannot get out of it. There is nothing that he can do. It is not in his own ability. This is out of his... Are you guys with me? This is not within his strength. There is nothing that He can do about the situation but the blessing of the Lord. And He thinks, I am not going to get out of this place. This is the end of the road for me. I've had a vision. I've had a dream. Man, I've had a prophecy. And I don't know, everything is just coming against what God has spoken. And it seems like it's just not coming to pass. This is the end of the road. And what happens? Here comes a caravan. And where's this caravan going? To Egypt. And the blessing is at work. And he finds himself outside of this pit. A place that he thought, I'm never going to get out of. He's now out of it. And he's going into another situation. He's being sold to Potiphar. High-ranking officer in Egypt. And the blessing is at work. As the Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 39, verse 2 to verse 5, New King James. The Lord, the blessed one, the Lord was with Joseph and he was a successful man. The blessing of the Lord makes you rich. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw 
that the Lord was with him. Imagine that you carry the blessing of the Lord, that even those around you can see that there is something different upon, or there's something different about this individual. I don't know what it is. But his master saw that the Lord was with him. It is an Egyptian. The man does not even know God. He's never spoken to God. He doesn't know Jesus. But he says that he can see that the true God, the living God, the Lord is with this one. When you carry the blessing of the Lord, there's revelation that emanates from within out of you. That those coming into your presence, those coming into your vicinity, will immediately know they will know Christ Jesus. They will find themselves falling down to their knees, crying out, I need what is upon your life. Say the blessing of the Lord. And his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. The blessing of the Lord made all he did to prosper in his hand. Verse 4, so Joseph found favor in his sight and served him. Then he made him overseer of his house and all that he had, he put under his authority. Are you guys with me? So it was. From the time that he had made him overseer of his house and all that he had, that the Lord blessed. Say the Lord blessed. The Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake and the blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and in the field. I am telling you church, I hope that someone is with me in this night. Man, if you can get this. Where you go, there will be an atmosphere of blessing. Meaning that where you go, poverty must step out and the blessing must start to flow. And where I go, demons must step out and the Spirit must step in. He blessed him for Joseph's sake. Your company will be blessed because you are there, because of your presence because of what you carry, because of who you are. I don't care what tender have failed, it will be loosened again. Because of your presence, that is in the place. It is known as the blessing. Listen, remember what I said, it will make you extraordinary. You will not be normal. You will not be normal. You've not been called to be normal. There's nothing normal about you. You are filled with the Spirit of the living God. Man, if you can open yourself and just see what you look like spiritually, you will get a fright. There is nothing normal about you. The Bible says that we've been made in the image of Christ. You know what Christ looks like? It says that there's fire in His eyes. Out of His mouth comes a two-edged sword. When He speaks, it's like the sound of a rushing river. Can you imagine if you see yourself spiritually what you look like? Hmm. Say the blessing of the Lord. It is what makes you rich and it adds no sorrow to it. 
the blessing of the Lord does not care where you are. It does not care about your situation. It does not care the circumstance that you find yourself within. Now listen, please do understand that God did not call you to go there to be pure like them. God called you to go to that place so that you can take His blessing and so that you can go into that place and so that you can change that place and so that prosperity can come into that place. That is why God called you into that place. Not to submit to the standards that is in that place. Not to be poor like them. No, so that you can take the blessing and change the atmosphere. I'm going to make a statement. A Facebook statement. Understand that a believer with money is Satan's worst nightmare. That being said, remember that God blessed you so that you can become a blessing to others. God never blesses you for you. It is always for someone else. Are you guys with me? But you must put the blessing to work. It is like when we look at the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, He never acquired faith. Amen? He never acquired faith to do something. It was just there. It's just upon Him. In fact, you know what He did? He placed an assignment upon the faith that was upon Him. Learn how to place an assignment upon your faith so that the blessing can go to work. Because the blessing can only be found where there's an assignment. Like I spoke this morning, are you guys with me? Saying assignments. And so Christ Jesus used the blessing to heal the sick. He used the blessing to raise the dead, to cast out demons. He used the blessing to do everything that He has done on this earth. But now many will say, but He was the Son of God. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Yes, but He was the Son of God. But who are you? Does the Bible not say? And the book of Romans chapter 8 from verse 1 NIV. But therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit that is upon you has set you free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of a sinful flesh to be a sin offering. And so we condemned sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirement of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Those who live according to the flesh have their mind set on what the flesh desires, but those who have their mind set upon the Spirit have, I don't know if you guys are with me in this night if you live according to the spirit you have your mind set upon what he desires the mind governed by the flesh is death but the mind governed by the spirit of the living God is life and peace 
mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who live in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh. But you are indeed in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives within you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your bodies are subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life. Cause of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him that raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but not to the flesh, to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you should live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship by whom we cry, Abba, Father. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His sufferings in order that we may also share in His glory, share in the blessing of the Lord. Are you children of God? Are you sons? and daughters of God then it means the Spirit of God is upon you and you carry the blessing of the Lord you said it not me where are we now we do two principles what we only three Okay, now I'm just going to stay here. Principle number four. And I love this one. The blessing will anoint you. Come on, this must excite you. The blessing, how many of you can say, I want to carry the anointing? The blessing will anoint you. Listen, Joseph, if we go back to that passage of Scripture, you don't have to put it on. It says that Joseph found favor in his sight. Say favor. So what is the favor of God? It is the anointing. It is the blessing at work. Are you guys with me? When you see the anointing, this is exactly what you are seeing. You are seeing the blessing of the Lord at work. Are you guys with me? Listen, think about this for a moment. How did Abraham know? How did he know? How to go and fight a battle with 318 trained servants against trained soldiers and not lose one man. Think about it. How did Joseph know how to run the household of a general of Egypt and everything that he owed? How did he know it? How did he know? Say the blessing of the Lord. Say the blessing of the Lord. Say the blessing of the Lord. It was by the anointing. 
It was by the blessing of the Lord. I hope you guys are getting this. And the blessing, listen, it is the anointing. And the anointing destroys the yoke. Are you guys with me? Let me put it in this way for you. It was by the mind of Christ. Yes, even in the Old Testament. It was done by the mind of Christ. It was done by the mind of the anointed one. The same anointing that was upon the mind of Christ while He was ministering here on this earth is the same anointing that is available to you and I here right now. But we must obtain it and then we must give it out by grace and through faith. It is known as the blessing of the Lord. Guys, are you still with me? The Bible says that Abraham was strong in faith. It says that he did not stagger at the promises of God. He was blessed. Listen, Abraham learned how to depend on the blessing and he learned how to put it to work. And as long as that he used the blessing of the Lord, as long as that he put the blessing of the Lord to work, he could dug a well wherever he wanted and he would hit water, which means that the blessing of the Lord, man, it will carry you like you, it will carry you, it will carry you wherever you go. You will find this thing will work on your behalf. Whatever your hands find to do will be blessed. It will be prosperous. You cannot fail. I've said last week, you see people speak like this. I don't know, I've got all these job opportunities and I don't know which one is of God. All of them. Say the blessing of the Lord. Joseph, like Abraham, also learned how to depend on the blessing. Learn how to depend. Not on your own skill. Not on your own ability. Not on your own strength. Learn how. Learn. Learn how to depend upon the blessing of the Lord. Are you guys with me? And we carry on with the story of Joseph. And we get to this great distraction. And the devil sent a distraction in the form of Potiphar's wife. And we all know what she did. And as a result, Joseph now finds himself in one of the worst prisons that you can find yourself within. A political prison. Are you guys with me? And Satan, his plan backfires once again. As God steps in and is using the very situation to realign Joseph according to his divine design. So even if you make a mistake, you know what the blessing of the Lord will do? It will realign you and will bring you back into alignment. Listen, I want you to get one thing in this night. You cannot fail. Even what you think right now is a failure in your life, it is only but a process to get you to where God wants you to go. How many times was Paul shipwrecked? Man, you can imagine this man is on a boat by divine design. It's on assignment that is on this boat, but it's wrecked. And Paul murmurs and complains, no, God have left me. I don't know. God is not with me anymore. No. No. It was by divine design so that he could reach the right location 
if you claim that you live a life in subjection to the living God, then I must believe that everything I do is by divine design. And you cannot fail. The blessing of the Lord will bring you out of that mess. Time and time again, does His word not say? And we know that all things work together for good. To them that love God. To them who are the called according to His... See, that's the key. We love quoting that verse. And we know that all things work together. Yes, here, here I go. Make sure that what you do is what God has given you to do. Who are the called according to His purpose. Are you guys with me? And the blessing of the Lord continues to work in Joseph's life. Put on for me Genesis chapter 39 verse 21. New King James. And this is what happened. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy. And he gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Verse 22. And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prison did not look into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Because the Lord was with him. The blessing was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Say the blessing of the Lord. Listen, you know what happened here? The blessing of the Lord even turned the prison. The worst prison that you can find yourself in. He turned the prison into a place of peace. Huh? Imagine that. I mean, he's having a ball. He's in charge of everything here. He runs it. He's better off than back home when his brothers try to kill him. At least, at least here he's respected. And suddenly a prison. I don't know what prison you might be feeling you find yourself in. But the blessing of the Lord, even in that moment, because I must go through this process. I find myself in this place. I cannot short circuit it. If I short circuit the process there and I get out of prison too early, I am not ready to be governor yet. So I might as well just make the best of it. But the blessing will turn whatever you are facing, it will turn it into a place of peace. Be governed by that peace. Be moved by that peace. Are you guys with me? Say the blessing of the Lord. How did Joseph know how to run a prison? Say the blessing of the Lord. He did it by the mind of Christ. He did it by the mind of the anointed one. He is blessed. And whatever his hands finds to do will prosper. You cannot ignore scripture. It is what it is. Wherever this man was placed, the atmosphere became prosperous. Why should it be any different with you and I?
and it will remain prosperous if he doesn't mess it up. And that was exactly the purpose with Potiphar's wife. Was for him to fall into adultery. But he refused to fall for it. He ignored it. He shunned it away. And he kept his eyes fixated upon the blessing of the Lord. Whom is the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you guys with me? Say the blessing of the Lord. What is the time? We need to understand how the blessing manifests. Now I'm going to say something extremely important. And maybe I'll close over this. You must understand how the blessing manifests. The blessing manifests through the gifts of the Spirit. This is exactly what happened to Joseph. The blessing of the Lord would manifest as the word of knowledge. What is that? It's a gift of the Spirit. Say the word of knowledge. These are manifestations of the blessed one. It is manifestations of the Holy Spirit. We need to understand that they are inseparable. You can't separate the blessing from Jesus. It's the same as saying that you cannot separate the anointing from Jesus. He is the anointed one. He is the blessed one. He is the creator. And that is the way that He manifests Himself. He manifests Himself through His gifts. Say gifts. This is the way that the blessing of the Lord manifests. Put on the screen for me, first book of Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 1, New King James. And it says, pursue love, on the screen, and desire spiritual gifts. Say desire, spiritual gifts, meaning to earnestly desire the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. In other words, the manifestations of the blessing. Listen, it will be wise of you to know the gifts of the Spirit that is made mention of in the first book of Corinthians chapter 12. You must know them all by heart. Why? So that you can earnestly seek them. This is how the blessing will manifest. So you want to know them. You should know them. That is the way that the blessing manifests. If I give the mic to any one of you right now, can you tell me what are the gifts of the Spirit? Because you can only see the manifestation of what you carry knowledge of. Hmm? That's the way that the blessing manifests. You better know them. Are you guys with me? And so we find Joseph continually putting the blessing to work. And we all know how the story unfolds. Joseph interprets two dreams. The baker and the cupbearer. Are you guys with me? And, and both, comes, both actually happens. Both comes to pass. And he says to the cupbearer, listen. When you are released and you stand by Pharaoh's side, please remember me so that I can get out of this place. But he did not do it. Why not? Because it was not yet time for him to be the prime minister of Egypt. And so he spent three more years in this place until the fullness of time had come. And suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly the blessing goes to work again and suddenly the blessing makes a way and the cupbearer remembers Joseph because Pharaoh is having a dream and is bothered by this dream and there's no one to interpret the dream and the cupbearer says hey hang on when I was in prison there was a man who could interpret my dream and this is what he did and he said bring me that man and suddenly the blessing is at work and Joseph finds himself stepping outside of this prison 
And not only does he interpret the dream, but he even gives a solution to the problem. Are you guys with me? What is that? How does he know how to give a solution to the problem? Come on, how do you know how to get a solution to that problem that you're facing? It is known as the blessing of the Lord. It is the blessing that is at work. And this was the outcome. Genesis chapter 41 verse 42. New King James. Are we still together? Let me just stay here. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. And he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Verse 43. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had. And they cried out before him, Bow the knee. So he set him over all the land of Egypt. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh. And without your consent, Joseph, without your consent, no man may live lift his hand or foot in all the land of Jesus. Listen man of Egypt, I am speaking about the blessing of the Lord. Yesterday he was a prisoner. Today he is the prime minister. I don't know if you see what I'm seeing. Over the most powerful nation of the world. You see he had to learn how to run the households of a governor of Egypt. He had to learn how to run a prison. He had to learn how to face difficult situations and circumstances. So that when the moment came and he was released and appointed as prime minister, he was more qualified than Pharaoh himself. Do not underestimate what the blessing of the Lord can do for you. It will make you more qualified. It will make you look more qualified. And you will, everything about you will express that you are overqualified for what you're about to do. I've explained this last week Sunday evening. I can't get into it now. It's taking too much time. Amen. This is the blessing of the Lord. Say the blessing of the Lord. And it is available to each and every one of us. In fact, it has already been made available. Amen. Where are we now? Pr principle number five. Last one. I'm doing good with time. The blessing is the gospel. The blessing is the gospel. Put on the screen for Mark chapter 6 verse 34, New King James. And just flow with me. And Jesus, when He came out, saw a great multitude and was moved with compassion for them because they were like sheep not having a shepherd. So He began to teach them many things. When the day was now far spent, His disciples came to Him and said, This is a desert place and already the hour is late. Send them away that they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy themselves bread, for they have nothing to eat. But He answered and said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said to Him, Shall we go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give them something to eat? But He said to them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, Five and two fish. Verse 41, And when he had taken the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven, blessed. Now you see, 
Let me, let me take this slow. Blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to His disciples to set before them. And the two fish He divided among them all. He blessed. He blessed. What did He say? Must I remind you what He said? He blessed. What did He say in the book of Genesis when He blessed man? Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over everything. I don't know, is there multiplication in there somewhere? And so He lifted up the bread and He blessed. What did He do? He placed an assignment upon the blessing. He placed an assignment upon His faith. Especially upon the multiplication side of it. Huh? So we blessed and then He broke the loaves, giving them to His disciples who divided among all who were present. And then what was left over was taken up. And the remainder was 12 baskets. What is this? It is the blessing of the Lord. It is to replenish. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish. Twelve baskets full remained. That is replenishment. What did God do? He turned the little boy's seed into the blessing of the Lord. What do you think will happen to your finances the moment that you bring it under the blessing of the Lord? It will multiply and replenish. It will multiply and replenish. It will multiply and replenish. The money however needs an assignment. The two fish and five loaves, the seed had an assignment. Are you guys with me? Let's go to Luke chapter 24. I'll close over with this. If you see the transcription of the notes, when I said, I'll close over with this, then it's five more pages. <laughs> Without any spaces. Luke chapter 24, verse 49, New King James. <laughs> and just flow with me. I'm having a good time. I love this. I love this series. Man, I love it. And he opened their understanding. Ooh. Say the blessing of the Lord. It will open your understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Meaning God. Verse 46. Then he said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name. Remember, I'm still speaking about the blessing is the gospel. Are you guys with me? And that the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And you are witnesses. Of these things, behold, I sent the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from an eye. Verse 50. And he led them out as far as Bethany, and he lifted up his hands, and he blessed them. And we know exactly what he said. Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. And I'm telling you, this is what you will find right throughout the Gospels. Say be fruitful and multiply. 
The gospel says, he that bears fruit. What is that? It is the blessing. The fruit of the Spirit. What is that? It is the blessing. Go and make disciples of all nations. What is that? It is the blessing. Have dominion over principalities and powers and forces of wickedness in heavenly realms. What is that? It is the blessing. Go and preach the gospel to all creation. What is that? It is indeed the blessing of the Lord. So what is the true gospel? Let me show you out of Scripture. Don't take my word of it. Let the Bible interpret itself and speak for itself. I'm going to show you now. The blessing is the gospel. Galatians chapter 3 verse 7. New King James. Therefore know that only those who are of faith are sons of Abraham. Are you of faith? Let's just start there. So are you the seed of Abraham? And is according to the promise? Verse 8. And the scripture, which is God, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham beforehand, saying, In you all the nations shall be blessed. The blessing of the Lord and to, to be redeemed from the curse of the law, that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that is the gospel that you and I should go and preach. We should shout it out as loud as that we can, that you carry the blessing of the Lord and that you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Go with me to verse 9. Let's see what happens. Because I have some more time. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Wow. Wow. I'm so glad that I went on. I want you to read this. One, two, three. Are you of faith? This is actually saying that you will be blessed just like Abraham was blessed. It is not a separate blessing. The blessing that went from Adam to Noah, to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Joseph. Man, it went all the way through to David until the blessing was born. And that blessing was Jesus Christ. And the blessing died. And He was raised back to heaven. And He poured out another one just like Him. And that was the Holy Spirit. The blessing that you are now filled with. And because of the promise, the blessing that is upon you, you will be blessed just like Abraham was blessed. Meaning you will have many houses. You will have many cars. Your bank account must and will be in overflow. Every part of you. Listen, the blessing makes you rich. Does not speak about physical, spiritual riches. It's physical. Don't forget that. A believer with money is Satan's worst nightmare. Amen. Let's see what happens next. Verse 10. 
For as many as are the works of the law under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. Verse 11, But that no one is justified by the law in the sight of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Verse 12, Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree verse 14 that the blessing of abraham might come upon the gentiles in christ jesus that we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith and listen to this go for me to verse 29 and if you are christ then you are abraham's seed and is according to the promise you are abraham's seed and therefore you are just you are blessed just as that abraham was blessed this is the true gospel the gospel that we must preach but you cannot preach this gospel if you are not blessed. And that is why I always state that God cannot be glorified through your poverty. Do you want God glorified in and through your life? You know what the Bible says? Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. We can't argue scripture. Are you guys with me? Listen, this is the thing. You have become that vessel through whom the blessing manifests. It is the anointing that is on your life. It is the blessing of the Lord. You were born to fulfill a specific task, which means that there is a divine call and purpose that is upon each and every one of you. And you must put that to work. The blessing, it is the blessing of the Lord that is manifesting upon your life. Are you guys with me? It is to say the blessing of the Lord. We must remember this, that the Spirit upon is the anointing. It is the blessing of the Lord for service. And that is the gateway to the supernatural. If you want to find the gateway to the supernatural, Walk in your divine assignment. Because that is where the blessing will manifest. And the blessing manifests through the gifts of the Spirit. Joseph operated by all of them. Are you guys with me? Except the gift of speaking in tongues and the interpretation of tongues because Christ was not yet. The rest he walked in. The gift of knowledge. The gift of wisdom. The gift of healing. You find all of these gifts in operation throughout the Old Testament. Are you guys with me? It is through the blessing. It is through the gifts of the Spirit that the blessing operates. Know them off by hearts. 
Live by them and give them an assignment and you will find how the blessing will come upon you. You will remain blessed all the days of your life. In your coming and in your going, you will remain blessed. Whatever you speak, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will remain blessed. You are a remnant. You are the body of Christ. You have been called for a time such as this. There is an anointing upon your life. There is a gift. There is a call. There is a purpose. Find out what it is. Even in this night, I pray, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ for your people that are standing here right now, for those who might not know what they have been called for. I pray that even in this very moment, that it will be like a light going on and on the inside of them, that suddenly they will know this is what I must do here on this earth. Father, I pray that even by that revelation, that your Spirit will be upon your people and that they will have the ability to walk in the fullness of everything that you have given them to do and accomplish here on this earth that they shall know no lack they will know no poverty that they shall never be in despair they shall know not sorrow Father God but I pray that they will be clothed with a mantle even in this very moment a mantle of your grace a mantle of of your blessing mantle of all of who you are clothed with garments of praise that we shall know only joy Father we love you we worship you we give you all the glory we give you all the honor we give you all the praise my God, my God we would not have been here if not for you it is all but by your grace. And in this night, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you have done. We just praise you. We love you. We worship you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. Listen, if you receive everything that was released even through this day, lift up your hands and give the Lord the biggest shout of praise that you possibly can present. I don't need to pray for you for breakthrough. I don't need to pray for you for breakthrough or for healing. All that I need to do is place the name of Christ upon you. And the rest will be done. As His Word says, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make His face shine upon thee, be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up His countenance upon thee and give thee peace. You see, but we always stop there. Put on for me Numbers chapter 6. I'm done. Don't worry, I'm done. Huh? Must I stop? We always just read the first three verses. And then we stop. You know what verse 27 says? And they shall place my name, says God. They shall place my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. 
This is how we release the blessing of the Lord. When I place the name of Christ, listen, who is His name? It is the name of Jesus. It is the name that is above every other name. It is at the name of Jesus that every knee will bow and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. I don't need to pray for your breakthrough. I don't need to pray for you for healing. I don't need to pray for you for a promotion. I don't need to pray. For... Listen, all I need to do is say that I release the name of Christ to be placed upon each and every one of you and He will bless you I've got three more words it is finished <laughs>